0: Welcome to the Ecommerce Fuel Podcast, the show dedicated to helping high six and seven-figure entrepreneurs build amazing online companies and incredible lives. I'm your host and fellow e-commerce entrepreneur, Andrew Udarian. Hey guys, it's Andrew here and welcome to the Ecommerce Fuel Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. And today it's just myself. you truly flying solo on the mic and actually recording this from the mobile e-commerce fuel offices, aka my van. <laughs> we're on the we're on the annual Udarian family runaway from the death winters of Montana. Drove the family down to Tucson, Arizona. Uh, heard it's a cool town it is indeed a cool town I just checking it out for a few weeks. I really enjoying that and so if you hear any knocking on the windows or people yelling at me, it's either neighbors trying to scare me off or law officers coming to to flush me out of the van because I probably look pretty sketchy. <laughs> so assuming that doesn't happen, I want to talk about today a report that I just released It's called the State of the Merchant report and it's where I go out and survey a bunch of Store owners figure out what's going on in the e commerce world. Uh, everything from growth rates to stats to Amazon figures to conversion rates, a whole, whole bunch of things. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about some of the key findings from that report in today's episode. So before we dive in, a big thank you to our two sponsors. First, to Clavio, who makes email marketing incredibly easy and powerful. And if you're not using Clavio, you're leaving money on the table. You've almost certainly heard of these guys by now. Their ability to let you get more out of your existing list by creating amazingly targeted automated campaigns is second to none. So check them out. You can tr- give them a, a test drive for free at ecommercefield.com forward slash Clavio. And secondly, Liquid Web, who does WooCommerce hosting better than it anyone else in the world. They do regular hosting really well, and they take it even a step higher with WooCommerce with an entire environment dedicated to optimizing Woo, the code base, the upgrades, the plugin upgrades, and the scalability for your Woo store. So if you want a rock solid platform for your WooCommerce store, check them out at ecommercehuel.com forward slash liquidweb. All right. So let's go ahead and get into this. I actually recorded, uh, this is the, the second time recording this podcast for me. And I recorded the first one and I got done and it was 25 minutes. And I thought to myself, I'm going to cause at least seven or eight car crashes if people have to listen to me talk about statistics for 25 minutes. And so I hit delete (laughs) and said, okay, I got to get this under, you know, 15 minutes at the most, maybe more like 10, because I was starting to nod off at the time. And, you know, yeah, so I'll try to spare you. So let's go through just the high points. I'm going to try to hit those. And if this sounds interesting, I'll tell you where you can find the whole report at the end of this. So I asked about, you know, I got about 450 responses this year, which was great from people. And the average store size of people responding was $2.3 million, which was cool because the stores are actually getting bigger. Last year it was 1.6, this year it's 2.3. So larger companies starting to reply, most, I'd say probably two thirds of respondents are members of the e-commerce who private form. So it was kind of tracking that that's something we're seeing in the community too, just people getting bigger and larger. So that, that was cool to see about a billion dollars in average in total revenue rather reported for the survey. And most of the, the sellers about, you know, more than two thirds by 70% are in the U S with the rest being, you know, scattered throughout the world. So uh, number one, thing I noticed was revenue growth was up sharply this year in 2018. So last year when I did this, the annual growth was about 25% and this year it was up almost 50% from last level. So 25% year over year growth last year on revenue this year, it was 37% year over year growth. So pretty impressive jump. The fastest growing categories were were stores that were private labeling or who were manufacturing something. They were leading the charge at well above 40% growth rates. And the slowest growing segment was reselling. So you look at the average, you know, it depends, but e-commerce in general grows around 20-ish percent, 22% depends on the numbers and the study. Pretty cool to see that. And granted, we're going to be smaller than I would guess, you know, your big e-commerce companies, but a good year for growth, which was cool. Second big takeaway that surprised me was I was expecting in a world where Jeff Bezos in his muscle man shirts likes to uh, you know remind us that our margin is his opportunity. Margins didn't erode this much despite Amazon growing, continuing to just gobble up market share. I thought for sure with the world getting more competitive and, and like I said, Amazon getting bigger, we'd see a big hit there and we didn't. So I'm going to look at two margins here to give you a sense of that. First is gross margin. This is just the margin that that you have after you sell a product, just purely on the product without any of your other overhead expenses. Last year it was 39.6%. This year it was 39.2%. So it dropped a tiny bit, but not much. And on the net margin side, net margin is what you have at the end of the day after you pay all your overhead employees, the sushi lunches for your team, all that kind of stuff. Last year, 17.7%. This year, 17.4%. So small slips, but not much. I was surprised. I thought we'd see more impression there, which is, which is good news, at least for us if you're a merchant. So third thing I noticed was conversion rates were up massively this year. So last year, the average conversion rate was 2.10%. This year, it jumped almost 25% to 2.62%. And you talk to any conversion rate Expert, And they'll tell you to get a 25% boost across your site is a pretty impressive feat, let alone for a collection of 450 merchants. And, you know, granted, given how big of a jump this was, I was a little hesitant to share it because I was like, I must have got the data wrong. You know something is amiss here. This this can't be this can't be right. I'm get called out on it. But I looked through the data; it seemed right. Actually, I'll, I'll share. I'll talk about the end here. I share all the data. So if you want to go in and check it out as well, you can. But conversion was up massively this year. And and you know that the biggest thing I think to explain it is maybe one of two things. One, again with merchants, a lot of the merchants in our community and replying to the survey getting more sophisticated. I think there's a chance that maybe they just are getting better at converting customers. And the other thing is it was just a good year economically, at least in the states in America. You look at the stock market, you look at kind of some of the employment numbers. Economically, it was a good year and confidence seemed to be at least on the upswing. So I wonder if that contributed to people just buying, you know, having the purse strings a little more open. So, so that was the third thing. The fourth big takeaway was just the percent at which, you know, the level at which Amazon is growing. And so to give you a sense of how much of our collective revenue comes from Amazon, Let's use that 1 billion figure. If you look at all the revenue from all the people who responded to the survey, it was right around a billion dollars with a B. I feel like I should do an Dr. Evil impression here, but uh, I'll spare you. So last year, of that billion dollars, 200 million would have come from Amazon. This year, 280 million would have come from Amazon. So over a quarter, definitely, definitely growing up more than 20% year over year. So Amazon, obviously, no surprise here is becoming a, you know, they're taking, we're becoming more reliant on them as a channel, as merchants. The only thing growing faster than Amazon's revenue actually is complaints about Amazon. So I looked at the, you know, one thing I ask every year is what's the biggest struggle or worry in your business? And this year, the number of people who mentioned Amazon in some regard or another was up almost 3x from the year before. And this wasn't people complaining about Amazon putting them out of business, like people saying, oh, I run a brick and mortar selling teacups. Now everyone buys their teacups on Amazon. Sorry, if you own a teacup business, I don't mean to make you sound whiny. It it wasn't those people. It was people selling 80% of it was people selling on Amazon complaining about Amazon, either saying like, I feel like I'm overly reliant on it or the terms of service are becoming a pain and the policies are becoming uh, obnoxious or it's getting too competitive. I'm having to fight with people for my listings. So that was interesting. I, I I don't think we're going to see that go away. I don't know if it's going to go up at the same rate, but things are getting you know trickier on Amazon and the data kind of proves that out. So final big takeaway, at least that I'll share on the podcast is shockingly, we are not all obsessed workaholics in the e-commerce world. And this was really, this was really refreshing for me to see because I, you know, being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of perks. One of them generally isn't, you know, a 20 hour work week, at least not until, you know, or, you know, you've put in five hours of 80 hour weeks. <laughs> so my dad will sometimes tease me that, you know, how's that four hour work week going? He's like, yeah, you work, you know, you work a little, I don't work a crazy amount, but he teases me about the four hour work week because it's, it's not what I aspire to. And it's also not, you know, what I do. Now anyway, we're getting back to the the point here. I, I asked, you know, a lot of people like, how was the average amount of time that you worked and the average number of hours worked per store owner was about 46 hours per week. So a little bit over full time, but not too bad. And what really surprised me is I thought that once you got into that, you know, seven, five million to $10 million range, you know, having a, a meaningful Business like that would really consume your life. And I was wrong. So I looked at, you know, I, I looked at store owners with over 5 million in sales. They worked an average of 52 hours per week. And that number, you know, of hours really didn't change even when you went past the 10 million in revenue. So, granted, yes, you got to bust your butt, but especially in the early days. But I thought it was cool that you know, you could have a very meaningful, even eight figure business and, you know, not be having to work yourself just to the bone to, to make it realistic and to keep it running, which I thought was really cool. Cause I, you know, I think I tend to, to uh, sometimes tell myself otherwise. So, so those are the stats at, at the, you know, the interest of again, sparing you myself talking stats nonstop for, for too long. Those, those are the big takeaways from the survey that I took out, but there was a lot more stuff that I wrote about. I asked you who your favorite billionaire was uh, <laughs> between you know between Bezos, Cuban, Elon Musk, and Richard Branson. I talked a lot about software winners and losers this year between shopping carts, review platforms, email marketing providers. I dug into international e-commerce stats, which which countries and areas have the highest conversion rates and the highest growth rates and and all those kind of things. And, and also really dove into some stats on Amazon sellers versus store owners in terms of who has better margins, average order values, all those kind of things. So if you want to check that out, I, I spent a ton of time on this report, tried to make it not only hopefully insightful, but entertaining and easy to digest, I put a huge infographic and a huge report together over on eCommerceFuel.com. And you can get to it by going to eCommerceFuel.com forward slash 2018-report, or just hit the blog button and scroll down to a couple posts. But again, ecommercefield.com forward slash 2018-report. I would encourage you to check it out. And a couple of quick thank yous. Thank you to Brad Maggard, or congratulations rather, who won the international plane ticket anywhere in the world. I always give that away every year to bribe them. It's I mean, there's no other way to say it. To take the survey. So Brad, congratulations on winning that. Excited to see where you go. A big thank you to Michael Tremor at Malou Consulting who helped me crunch some of the data. To David at ripencommerce.com for helping spread the uh, the survey and everyone else who who was kind enough to help spread the word about the survey when I when I reached out. And finally. To, to Steve Chu, who just he struggles mightily every year to complete this survey. I hear from him two or three times about how painful it is. Steve, thanks for hydrating, staying strong, getting to that final submit button, man. You're a good friend. I really appreciate it. So if you see him, please thank him for me. I, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> and that's it. So hope you're doing well. hope I kept this at a reasonable length and I'll be checking out the report because there's a lot of good stuff in there. All right. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks. That's going to do it for this week's episode, but if you enjoyed what you heard and are interested in getting plugged into a dynamic community of experienced store owners, check us out at ecommercefuel.com. Ecommerce Fuel is the private vetted community for e-commerce entrepreneurs. And what makes us different is that we really heavily vet everyone that is a member to make sure that they're a great fit, that they can add value to a broader community. Everyone that joins has to be doing at least a quarter million dollars in sales via their store. And our average member does over seven figures in sales annually. So if you'd like to learn more, if that sounds interesting, you can learn more and apply for membership at ecommercefuel.com. And also have to thank our two sponsors that make this show possible, Liquid Web. If you are on WooCommerce or you're thinking about getting onto WooCommerce, Liquid Web is who you should have host your store, particularly with their managed WooCommerce hosting. It's highly elastic and scalable. It's got built-in tools to performance test your store so you can be confident it's going to work well. And it's built from the ground up for WooCommerce. And you can learn more about their offering at eCommerceTool.com forward slash Liquid Web. And finally, Klaviyo, For email marketing, they make email segmentation easy and powerful. They integrate with just about every card out there and help you build incredibly automated, powerful segments that make you money on autopilot. You can check them out and get started for free at Clavio.com. Thanks so much for listening and looking forward to seeing you again next Friday. want to connect with and learn from other proven e-commerce entrepreneurs join us in the e-commerce fuel private community it's our tight-knit vetted group for store owners with at least a quarter million dollars in annual sales you can learn more and apply for membership at ecommercefuel.com thanks so much for listening and i'm looking forward to seeing you again next time